Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not not spoiler spoiler free. Nearly 10 years had passed since the Dursleys had woken up to find their nephew on the front step, but Privet Drive had hardly changed at all. The sun rose on the same tidy front gardens and lit up the brass number four on the Dursleys' front door. It crept into their living room, which was almost exactly the same as it had been on the night when Mr. Dursley had seen that fateful news report about the owls. Only the photographs on the mantelpiece really showed how much time had passed. Ten years ago, there had been a lot of pictures of what looked like a large pink beach ball wearing different colored bonnets. But Dudley Dursley was no longer a baby, and now the photographs showed a large blonde boy riding his first bicycle, on a carousel at the fair, playing a computer game with his father, being hugged and kissed by his mother. The room held no sign at all that another boy lived in the house, too. Yet Harry Potter was still there, asleep at the moment, but not for long. His Aunt Petunia was awake, and it was her shrill voice that made the first noise of the day. Everybody. Hello. Uh, good morning and welcome. Oh, yes. Welcome, welcome. To remember Harry Potter. Ooh. Episode number two. Number two. This is Emily. And I am Marin. <laughs> and um, we're your very uh, hosty hosts. We are hosty. Very happy to hosty. Mm hmm. Um, today's episode of Remember Harry Potter is a discussion on chapter two of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and this chapter is called The Vanishing Glass. Where did it go? Uh, I don't know. Does it ever come back? I really hope it doesn't. <laughs> Where do uh, <laughs> things go that disappear and don't come back? To the to the room of requirement? Oh, Hogwarts. maybe, yeah. But one of the things that I was like, I didn't even, I um, we'll see when I get to this page that I was just kind of like, oh, and the glass disappears and the snake gets away. But, um... I was like, because this is a use of underage magic and it was out of Harry's control and he just kind of like didn't mean to make it happen, that had to have gotten back to the ministry and they had to have sent Arthur Weasley or somebody like that to just put it back. That's true. Arthur went and put the glass back. I mean, he's the misuse of muggles, whatever, but there's somebody who has that job. A lot of people who have that job of going and fixing all of the baby wizard mistakes absolutely and they uh did a little memory charm Mm -hmm. on the zoo director and all those people who were screaming right (laughs) so that the zoo didn't have to like go through a lawsuit yeah yeah. it wasn't their fault especially when it's somebody who like harry who lives with a bunch of muggles Mm -hmm. and doesn't know any better exactly all right so for chapter two i'm gonna give you guys a little quick rundown about what the chapter is about and then we're gonna circle back and talk about it Yeah, dude. So we open and it's been 10 years since we last met Harry. Yeah. And after 10 years, these guys are still so boring. They're literally the same. Do we not change things? We don't buy a new couch. We don't rearrange. The only thing we change is 
we put we take one picture out and put another picture in or do we just add a new picture? we just add a new picture those <laughs> things are full to the brim they had to add picture frame extenders on the back because they're so packed so like you've got your little piggy baby yes and then also a piggy preteen yeah picture that's yeah. what my parents always did with our new school pictures they just stuck <laughs> them in the same frame on top of the old oh, one yeah 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 mm-hmm. okay and uh, thank goodness we never, ever, 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 ever have to go back into Vernon Dursley's point of view ever again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty close to all Harry all the time. Yeah, this is a this is this is from if he doesn't notice it, it's not happening, mm-hmm. which means a lot of stuff we don't ever notice. Yeah, <laughs> so Harry. much. It's incredible. Well, I think that it's just comes from Harry like compartmentalizing over the years and not noticing things that suck. Yes, I do talk about that <laughs> in my notes. For sure. Um, So nothing has changed as we have learned, except for the thing I love most is that during this like narration of the beginning, Dudley is described as a large blonde boy. But Harry later lovingly refers to him as a pig in a wig. (laughs) I love that. A more accurate description. There's no sign at all that Harry lives in this house. No, all of his stuff, which is only his glasses, are in the cupboard slash on his face. It's the only thing that's his, and we'll talk more about that later, too. And yet, Harry does live there in a dirty cupboard under Mm -hmm. the stairs. So Petunia wakes him up because it's Dudley's birthday. So he gets up, he cooks the family breakfast. The kitchen table has a bunch of presents. Dudley's friend Pierce comes over and, oh no, Mrs. Fig can't watch Harry. So they have to bring Harry to the zoo with them. They go to the zoo. Harry has an incredible morning until they go to the reptile house after lunch. And Harry meets the snake. And it's basically his first friend of his life that he knows of. And oops, he lets the snake free, but he doesn't know that. And then they go home. Vernon is so mad he can't even say a whole sentence to Harry. Tells him to go into his cupboard for the next who knows how long. And poor Harry has to sit in there and he spends all his time in the cupboard. And once again, Emily has touched on every single thing that I also touched on. Yes. So let's (laughs) circle back around and get, get into it. Let's get way into it. Well, Petunia is the most annoying. Well, she's so terrible. I mean, she just like, she's just pounding on the door, screaming at him from the second he wakes up mm-hmm. until the second he goes to bed. And yeah. he's a slave. He has become a slave to mm-hmm. these people. He's laying in the cupboard. He wakes up. Um, he has been dreaming of a flying motorcycle. So his sweet little baby brain, which like, that's his last time that he has a good memory. Yeah, that's the last time anyone really held him, probably. Right. I mean, it takes him back to this place where he was loved. He's had this dream over and over. So Mm -hmm. most, Petunia sucks, man. She loves having a slave. She loves it so much. Mm -hmm. Most kids Harry's age, and I know this because I have a kid that's like going to be 10 next year. Uh They don't even, they can't even make a toast. Yeah. It's interesting. Petunia treats Harry like a slave, but Vernon treats him more of like a really gross dog that's not potty trained. <laughs> like Petunia at least is like this is a human being, but Vernon's like eh, animal. He really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does not animal treat him that like I can just human. yell at constantly. Man, that's that's all white men who just treat people they don't like as if they are animals. Mm-hmm. That's a theme. Goodbye. Ew. Let's get rid of them. Yeah. Can we? I mean, he has to get up and he has to make brekkie for everyone. Yeah. Well, not only that, but Harry and the spiders have become one with each other. (laughs) 
How do you just casually pick up a spider and put it down? He probably has named them all. <laughs> all his spider friends. That's true. They're his buddies. Well, They're they the only people him. he talks to. <laughs> Gosh. If I was Harry, I would just keep like a sock full of my spiders. And then like if Dudley was being annoying, I would just like shake, shake them out on top of <laughs> So good. Oh, no. We, of course, know that Petunia spent all evening scrubbing every inch of this kitchen and wrapping all of these presents and putting them beautifully all on the table. And then she wakes up early, gets Harry up, got to make us breakfast. Everything has to be perfect. She spent so long making sure everything's going to be good. Why? Who cares? It's Who literally cares a this much about a 10 year old's birthday? I mean, I am literally one of the best moms I've ever known. And yet I would <laughs> never scrub the kitchen for my 10 year old's birthday. That's insane. It really gross. It's absolutely insane. You, you do that kind of a thing to a kid and you create a, a narcissist. Monster. Ex- that's exactly what I said. Yes. <laughs> So we get a lot of like glimpses into just who Harry is as a person throughout this chapter. And we find out that Harry is a very, very tiny, tiny person. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has beautiful green eyes, crazy black hair, which Vernon makes fun of constantly. Yeah. Constantly pointing out that Harry's hair is crazy. And so the only thing that Harry actually likes about himself is this cool scar I have on my forehead. I think that's so cool that yeah. he loves it. Mm-hmm. All the family comes in. Harry serves breakfast. Dudley comes downstairs for his like crazy amount of Prezi. Account. Yeah. So here's the first time we meet Dudley and he's immediately mean to Harry. And I'm like, these people have taught their son to be as mean to Harry as they are. Yeah. And he gets praised for it. Oh, <laughs> Gross. Well, and yeah, Dudley's obviously learned this from his parents that like, being mean to Harry is a cool thing to do, so do it all the time. Yeah, and, and teach your friends how to do it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So Dudley does his annual present count. He goes through, <laughs> counts them all up, and he's like, um, the audacity, you gave me two less presents than last year. How very dare you. You know that they spent so much more money, though, this year. It's true. But, but. he's a... Baby narcissist. <clears throat> yeah, not enough. And something really weird is Dudley can obviously count to 36, <laughs> but he cannot add 37 plus 2. <laughs> he has to start over. Petunia has to tell him that would be 39, dear. And then he's like, ah, yes, that does beat my last record, and therefore I am pleased. <laughs> Gross. Because they're going to go buy him more presents because heaven forbid this child be upset about... No, something so no, inconsequential. You can't let your kid be upset ever about anything. No. No. That means you don't love them. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Layers upon layers going on here. Yeah. When Vernon turns around again, praises him. He wants to get his money's worth, of course. This is where we also learned that they have lied to him his entire life about what happened to James and Lily. Mm-hmm. So... You know, up until now, I mean, it's only the second chapter and still, you know, I'm like, oh, but he knows that his parents died to save him, blah, 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 blah. And then you learn, no, they've been telling him that his parents died in a car accident. Yeah. Well, is this any different than Dumbledore keeping the truth from Harry for six years? I mean, we'll get into that. Mm. (laughs) 
Anyway, the phone rings while Dudley is finishing unwrapping his like million computer games, new computer, bike, watch, etc., etc. Gross, gross, gross. Um, and it's Mrs. Fig, and Mrs. Fig's like, "Man, you know my cats. I love them so much, but they just always, always want to be right on my feet. And I tripped over one, and I broke my leg, and I cannot take Harry today." Right, and so she's been the babysitter every time the family goes somewhere his mm-hmm. whole life. So they, they, they trot him on down to Mrs. Fig's house and he has to sit there and it smells like cabbage and kitties, which is mm-hmm. fine. And it's got all the cats and he has to look at all the pictures of cats, which I don't know why he has a problem with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, so she broke her leg. She can't watch him. So the family has to take him with. And um, before I got a little further into the, the story and realized why they want to take have him somewhere all the time mm-hmm. they can't ever leave him home because i was like does britain have like stricter laws than america about leaving your kids home because he's 10 he's 10 he let him could stay, stay home. home but what if he accidentally yeah, blows he... the house up <laughs> yeah, he's, he's afraid they will he will explode the house <laughs> and he immediately is like i'm not going to explode the house and they're like we don't know that you also said you weren't going to do all these other things and then it just happens and you don't know why and we don't know why but nobody else can watch him not no. miss not, not aunt marge she hates him Oh, heck yeah, she does. She thinks he's the <laughs> most criminal child she's ever met. Oh my gosh. And Petunia's friends are on vacation, so they can't watch him, so they obviously can't leave him unattended, and so I guess he has to come with us. So then Dudley, temper tantrum. Oh yeah. Starts like sobbing at uh-huh. 10 years old. Yeah, pretend sobbing, sobbing, just screaming, basically. Screaming, screaming. You put an end to that at about two and a half, (laughs) three. Yeah. No. Petunia suggests that maybe they can just bring him and leave him in the car, but it's a new car and I'm not going to leave him in there. What if he pees on the seat? (laughs) What do they expect is going to happen for one hour? Oh, no. Aside from him dying from heat stroke, they don't care about that. <laughs> it's June. Oh, oh dear. So he gets to go. He gets to go. Dudley's friend comes over, uh, drops is, him off. Piers is a bad seed. Yeah, all of these parents suck. <laughs> no offense, but full offense. Um, we learned that, yeah, this is the friend who uh, holds Harry's hands behind his back while Dudley punches him at school. Oh, jeez. Because that's fine and no one should stop that. Before they leave, Vernon pulls Harry aside and threatens him with six months of uh, self-isolation if he does anything besides be silent and obedient. I mean, do you know how psychologically damaging solitary confinement is? Completely. I've been home with you and I'm already like "Mm, outside. I know. We have like us and we have Mark and the kids and the cats and still we're like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm freaking out imagine just being like in a cupboard for six months dark cupboard barely getting mm. food nothing to do Poor baby. but sit and think about what you did wrong and yeah. why you're there oh my gosh so he's gonna try he really is like his his heart is like I'm gonna try to not do anything mm-hmm. but he just cannot not he's Harry Potter. <laughs> you know his dad. <laughs> we get to learn now his long history of weird things happening. Oh my gosh. I I really do love these things because <laughs> they're all things that <laughs> either have to do with like extreme embarrassment or even more severe punishment. Oh. <laughs> 
Yeah. And the like magic in Harry is like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, 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 no. We already <laughs> go through enough. Like, we're not having that ugly haircut where only we have bangs. <laughs> and we're definitely not wearing that orange pom pom sweat sweater. <laughs> He's no. just like his magic protects him from being embarrassed. It's true though. I love it. Yeah. That's very cool. I mean, physical abuse is something that just is going to happen anyway but it's not every day that Harry's embarrassed about something and so I it's really really sad that that's the thing that triggers the magic and not the being locked in a cupboard constantly because mm-hmm. that's just normal he's just become completely conditioned to that from the day he was dropped on that on that porch step mm-hmm. they stuck him in that cupboard and that's where he stayed Yes. Um, My personal favorite example, though, is when Dudley and all his friends were trying to corner Harry. And so he goes to jump behind some garbage cans. But I don't know. I mean, I guess the wind must have caught me mid-jump and I ended up on the roof. I mean, he's a skinny little thing. He's He's got that big shirt. And so the wind just... The shirt up to the top of the building. I love it so much. Is anything better? No. I wish I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're driving to the zoo. Vernon is complaining about those hooligan motorcycle riders and how fast and annoying they are. (laughs) Right. Well, uh, at the same time, he's like, oh, Harry. Oh, also other things. Oh, Harry. Oh, also other things. Oh, motorcycles. And then Harry goes, I had a dream about a motorcycle and it was flying. And then, of course, Vernon like loses his shit. Almost crashes the vehicle. Motorcycles don't fly. But this poor kid, this poor baby, like he can't even talk to his family about anything no his dreams his nothing I mean every single day my kids wake up and they're like I had this dream and then it's like 20 minutes of them telling me about their dream and it's like I don't I get to listen to that I get to it's a privilege and these people are like don't say I think they're so boring that they just hate anything that isn't boring yeah well and they're so scared Mm -hmm. that Harry is gonna be a wizard I mean that's the reality of it but really they're just (sighs) boring they are really boring Boring people if someone was like here have this magical baby i'd be like heck yeah (laughs) that's the only kind of baby i want (laughs) so they get to the zoo and harry has the most incredible morning ever they go and they get the uh, other boys their ice creams (laughs) and the lady working asks harry what he wants before they can like just make him leave and so he gets a tiny little lemon snow cone but he's like it's fine it's pretty good I like it right and at least he gets to notice how the gorilla looks like Dudley yeah (laughs) (laughs) at least he does get that I guess it's normal to think that everything is good when most of the time everything sucks Mm -hmm. so like most of the time nothing is good and so this morning which for most kids would be incredibly crappy because he has to like stay away from the family he only gets the gross lemon treat he you know like it's not a good morning like this would be my kid's worst morning ever (laughs) but to him this is like this is the best time I've ever had Mm -hmm. like I get to eat a popsicle and walk around and look at animals it's so awesome because when everything sucks even the tiniest thing 
Hmm. Yeah, it reminds me at the beginning of quarantine when um, different zoos would let like all the penguins out and explore. <laughs> yeah. And like for the penguin, that was the most incredible day they've ever had. They've never <laughs> experienced so anything like that. But oh. then they have to go back in their cage and they're never going to get a day as good as that day. And it makes me really I'm gonna sad. I'm going to cry for those penguins. <laughs> I, I didn't know. even think about that. They get to go into like look at all the fishes and... <laughs> We should. It's so incredible. The penguins should just have like every once in a while at night, they get to go wander around and look at the bears. They should. Yeah. They should let everybody <laughs> out of their freaking cages. Oh my gosh. That <sighs> was all too good to last. Yes, of course. Enter the reptile the house. The reptile house. <laughs> <laughs> Dudley, of course, immediately goes over and finds the biggest snake that's there. Yeah. Because he's such a bully. He's like, oh, I relate to you. Mm -hmm. You're big and you could kill someone. I want that. Yeah. I bet this thing could crush a car. (laughs) And the snake is literally just like. (sighs) Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Vernon is even like tap, 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 tap. And the snake's just like, nah. Will not respond. Don't care about you. I refuse. Until it senses Harry approach. And then it's like, I'm awake. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> How are you? Yeah, well, and, and Harry, so somehow even, and I think this goes back to like having that really good, really solid first year and a half of life where he was loved and cherished and, and adored. So he, he sees this snake and he's immediately drawn to be compassionate towards it, mm-hmm. to notice that it's locked up and that it's lonely and it's bored. And he gets it. He yeah. is compassionate. Yeah, I mean, it's really terrible when your protagonist sees a snake locked in a cage and thinks to himself at least I have it better than that (laughs) at least I get to leave my cupboard sometimes oh man Hmm. but the snake feels a feeling oh yeah he does he senses it's a sameness (laughs) (laughs) oh boy exciting Uh, so the snake wakes up he like slithers up to eye level with harry he's looking at him he winks at him and harry's like (laughs) yes back well no harry did the right thing Uh you gotta wink back (laughs) the animal why do we have to wink back the animal might talk to you if you wink you back at know. him. You never know. You never it's know. It's signal. Mm-hmm. Every time my cats wink at me, I wink back. I've taught my kids too also. Good. They'll be like, Willow winked at me. And I'm like, wink back. <laughs> she might be trying to communicate. <laughs> Harry uh, starts a polite conversation like, so where'd you grow up? And the snake takes its little tail and he points out his sign. And Harry's like, oh, Brazil, cool. Uh, how was it there? And the snake does another tail point And he's like, ah, oh, bred in captivity. So you never been to Brazil then? And the snake's just like, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's like, wait a minute. And I'm like, I feel like so far, and you mentioned this earlier, the night Harry was left at the Dursleys, since the night Harry was left at the Dursleys, this relationship with this snake might be the friendliest like maybe a teacher here or there but we haven't seen them mm-hmm. plus they're british teachers and i don't know how nice they are to kids well not only that <laughs> but harry earlier when um he when vernon's like don't do anything and harry's like i won't he thinks to himself mm-hmm. but of course vernon wasn't gonna believe me no one ever believes me right yeah and so i'm like i think as far as i can tell this snake is Harry's best friend. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they definitely <laughs> the are best friends. The snake that he just met, best friend he's ever had. Nicest snake ever. <laughs> <laughs> Nicest, hugest snake ever. I feel really sad for him. Yeah. Um, right at that moment when Harry's mid-conversation just getting to know his best friend, of course, <laughs> the freaking annoying Pierce is like, Dudley! Mr. Dursley! <laughs> You'll never believe it! He screams, come look, come look at the snake. It's awake and it's looking at Harry and this is the most exciting thing that's ever happened. Why? <sighs> I don't know, but of course, Wadley. Uh, Wadley. <laughs> Dudley waddles over. I'm just going to call him Wadley now. Wadley comes over, and the both of the boys are like, wow, the snake up on the glass. They're looking in, and then suddenly, boop. No more glass. Glass is gone. Oh, my gosh. The glass has left the chat. <laughs> um, the snake is like, oh, thank goodness, getting out of here, gets out. Everybody screaming. Everybody running. Harry's just like, bye, snake. And the snake's like, I'm going to Brazil. Thanks, buddy. He like literally talks to Harry. Yeah. He does. So good thing Harry winked back. Yeah. And then, of course, the zoo director has to take Petunia up to his office and make her some tea. And he's just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how the glass can go away, but it went away and I don't know what's happening. And then this. He'd lived with the Dursleys almost 10 years. 10 miserable years, as long as he could remember, ever since he'd been a baby and his parents had died in that car crash. He couldn't remember being in the car when his parents had died. Sometimes when, sh- when he strained his memory during long hours in his cupboard, he came up with a strange vision, a blinding flash of green light and burning pain in his forehead. This he supposed was the crash, though he couldn't imagine where all the green light came from. He couldn't remember his parents at all. His aunt and uncle never spoke about them, and of course he was forbidden to ask questions. There were no photographs of them in the house. So Harry has spent his entire life since the accident mm-hmm. with the worst people being treated horribly. Mm-hmm. He's dreamed and wished for another life. He knows there just has to be another place where he will be loved. Yeah, because even though this obviously wasn't Harry's fault... They go home, and on the drive home, Pierce is like, isn't it weird that Harry was talking to that snake? And so Vernon has to wait until the (sighs) witness leaves, and then he's like, Harry, cupboard, no food, now. Like, he's so furious at Harry uh, for this thing that Harry didn't do, that he's just like, no dinner, get out, I don't want to look at you anymore, go away. They just can't stand anything that might be magical. Mm Mm-hmm. They're so scared. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't feel bad for them, but they're so scared. Yeah. Um, Harry sits in while he's just in his cupboard. He thinks about how nobody likes him. Nobody ever believes him except for every once in a while when I'm out with Petunia and we're somewhere running some errand, someone will wave at Harry <laughs> or they'll come over and they'll smile at him. And the second he gets a second to like look back and see who it was, they're gone. And so it's really cool that even though all this, he just had the best slash normal day, (laughs) he's still like, but there are people out there. I just know it. I just don't know why they won't like talk to me, but they're out there. Yeah. I see them, but they always disappear. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be like as a kid, he's, he still believes that there's hope. Mm-hmm. He still believes that he's going to be rescued and that there are people out there because he has seen them. And I think a lot of people who are in this kind of situation would be like, 
um, making up some sort of alternative reality to help themselves feel better and to help themselves cope with what's happening. Oh, yeah. And so he's not thinking to himself, well, this is just a coping mechanism. To him, it's like, this is still real. This is still a possibility. I I know that there's something better. I know yeah. I'm going to be rescued from this yeah. horror. Yeah, he mentions that when he was littler, he would imagine some distant relative coming to take him away. But now that he's grown up and has been told you don't have any family, he's like, well, maybe somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's our chapter. <laughs> oh, you guys, it's so beautiful. We learn a lot. We learn a lot about Harry and what he's been through and what he goes through on a daily basis and how bleak and miserable and sad his life is and how rough these relationships are how bad these people are to him Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's top down you know and it's every aspect of his life because here his uncle treats him like he's not even a human abuses him uh isolates him punishes him his aunt treats him like he's a slave I mean, she just forces him to do everything. She takes him everywhere so that he won't destroy her precious house while mm-hmm. he's gone. Um, his cousin is so abusive to him because narcissistic children are the worst type of children. I mean, children are by nature narcissistic anyway. Mm-hmm. And when you nurture that part of their brain, it just grows into serial killer mode and so that he's got this like awful awful abusive cousin who's his same age who then at school makes sure that harry is at the bottom of the social totem pole Mm -hmm. no friends at school he's abused at school he's you know he doesn't talk about any teachers ever being there for him he never had a miss honey no he didn't he didn't have somebody who loved him and saw him for who who he is and how special he is he's just had nothing for the past 10 years but abuse and neglect and his little his brain though still because he has that really solid foundation of that first year of being loved and adored and cherished I think that's what's getting him through that's Mm -hmm. what's pulling him through yeah I don't know how much longer he would last if he didn't get taken away to Hogwarts you know what I mean yeah (sighs) So as always, if you guys have any feelings, thoughts, comments, whatever, send them to us about this chapter. We want to hear it all. Yes, please. We would love to talk to you guys and chat with you about the feelings we have. Um, it will also help us to fill the in-between chapters with like things that you guys are thinking about and uh, responses you have to these chapters and how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we love communicating with you guys and we'd love to hear any thoughts you have and be able to share them with everybody. Yeah, and we've added our Harry Potter section to our Patreon. So as we get a couple more people on there, we'll start asking for specific feedback on specific chapters and characters and things through there. So if you want to get really involved and really make sure you end up on the podcast with your comments and messages, definitely go check that out. Leave us messages there. And thank you guys for remembering Harry Potter with us. Thank you so much. Let's create something magical together. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly 
bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at rememberharrypotterpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you.